0: Hi. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Todd. I have a co host named Paul. He is currently represented by a jacket. Um, there's really no nice way to say this. I arrived at Paul's house. We just got back from traveling to LA. I arrived at Paul's house. We've had a great week. I got here this evening to see my co host looking yellow green. And he said, I do not feel well. And I've been here a uh, half hour, 45 minutes. He's steadily gotten worse. So here we are, uh, live, uh, and it is just me. So, um, yeah, that is, uh, that is not ideal. Uh, Paul is upstairs, um, dealing with the fact that he is not feeling well. So he is represented by a jacket. I am represented by this guy with this hair and these glasses. Um, I'm going to do a few questions. I don't know that I'm going to do a full hour. Uh, he may come down and join me, but I think the reality is it's pretty unlikely. So I apologize that we're not going to have our typical fun banter because yeah. I can't banter with a jacket. So I I feel really bad about him. It's very it's very too bad. Uh, Yeah, poor Paul for sure. Um, There is a lot of movie talk. Uh, There's actually quite a few questions that came in ahead of time. Quick update that what this is. This is uh, podcast 850, which we do uh, a live podcast every 25 podcasts. Those are always all questions from you guys. At the 50 marks, this is one, it is all questions, no cars. So I'm going to try to stay away from cars. And uh, yeah, it is sad to hear that he's not with me. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to answer Paul's designer furniture questions. The jacket, formerly known as Paul, is really, really funny. I want to, I want to give you kudos on that. That is excellent. Um, <laughs> Jacket, formally known as Paul. We've had quite a week. We've been uh, doing many car things, but I'm not going to discuss that right now. I'm going to jump in on a few questions. There have been questions coming in via email, a Discord, and you guys are also here live. Uh, I will do what I can for a while to uh, to co-host without a co-host um, I'm going to start here with Bruce who asked a question that I feel like should be covered. He asked it by email. He said, from the outside, it looks like YouTubing is an easy business. Yes, it does look like that. He said, but as he watches a lot of stuff, he realizes people are asking for money. Doug DeMuro has, uh, built a side business that sold for millions. Matt Farah has a side business. He says, what are the various revenue streams we employ and what percentages is, is each of those to our revenue? How do we grow, etc." I, Look, YouTube does give this impression and I know. Look, we've got 500,000 subscribers almost with it with among two channels. It seems like a lot and it is a lot. But YouTube does not pay the bills. YouTube actually barely covers the expenses if we're talking about something like our road trips, which we love doing and you guys like watching. So uh, we have to have other revenue streams. Now, the podcast has advertising, as you've heard, obviously. The other thing that goes on is uh, we get sponsors, as you've heard us have actual sponsors. Without those sponsors, Paul and I could not do this for a living because YouTube just doesn't uh, monetize that well. Now, we have pretty good... uh, uh, cost per thousand on our ads, which is nice. we actually actually pr- pretty high in the YouTube world, but we still only monetize about half of the streams due to ad blockers and that kind of things. And we aren't uh, we aren't beloved by YouTube. The algorithm has never really put us on. Everyone should know. And I know that because every time we post a video, we get two questions. One, why don't you guys have more subscribers? And the one that is really fascinating after 16 years is, I've never seen you guys before. And I'm just thinking, if you're watching YouTube and you're watching car content, you really never had us served up to you ever before. So that's, what we deal with but uh anyway um instead of watch questions film questions instead i broke paul that's that's funny and terrible uh no uh i did shadow sniper i'll jump to your question because you asked it a couple places and you said you're a video editor with roughly a year roughly a decade of uh, marketing experience what's the best way into film or production industry so what i'm guessing is you have worked for like local ad agencies and that kind of thing uh you're also asking for a work from home role I, mm, it's <laughs> where are you is question one. Uh, are you willing to move is question two. And uh, are you sure you need to work from home? I mean, Atlanta does film uh, quite a bit. Canada does quite a bit. Of course, LA is obvious. Um, you need to get on with somebody that is making an independent film is probably if you really want to do film is probably the best way other you can kind of, otherwise you can kind of side your way in by working for companies that do TV commercials or trailers and do that kind of stuff. Uh, Folks in L.A. are often looking for editors in that regard, not guys cutting trailers and previews, not guys cutting features. They're looking for guys cutting TV commercials and that kind of stuff in L.A. So there is possibility there. Um, so you could look into that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a larger conversation here. I know you're on discord. Thank you. Maybe we follow up that way, but that's probably what you're gonna have to do is dig in a little bit. Um, in those, in those markets, I don't know about the work from home thing. It's really going to depend on who you end up working for. I know some editors now that work, uh, a mix depending upon what the clients need, but they still, there's a lot of times you need to be in the room with a filmmaker. Uh, so it just depends on the situation. Um, let's see. Nerd question about Ethernet. I'm not going to tackle that right now because I pretty much don't. Uh, people seem to think that um, that the that we're doing a lot of streaming footage. Footage is so data intensive that we keep it all on local drives. There's no store it on the cloud and pull it down. You just can't pull it down fast enough at a financial place that makes sense. So we aren't doing that. Um, currently picnicking in the back of the ute eating pork belly while running around with the boys. Uh, Fun side of a Ute. (laughs) Hey, I like the Utes. That's good. Um, I am still running here. Let's see. Um, I want to touch on the YouTube thing again. Sorry, Bruce. I feel like I kind of left that question early. There is a real perception that if you get over 100,000 views and you get a little plaque that YouTube is easy, It uh, you'll notice anybody that makes a lot of money on YouTube, pick them. They started a side business. We have been looking into alternates as well to pivot just because YouTube is unpredictable and the folks that we know that are YouTube only are stressed and sweating at all times. Um, Let's see. Okay, there's been a couple of questions along these lines. I want to circle back to these and that is related to my book, Paper Father. Uh, You have been listening, thank you. And that is, didn't I say I was going to do an audio book of Paper Father? By the way, sitting here by myself is really weird. I have to acknowledge that it's very strange. Man, I hope he feels better. Anyway, um, many of you have asked, aren't I doing an audiobook? And the answer is yes. Uh, the update on that, and also there's another question about other books or other things. Uh, so I'm going to answer both of those. I am doing an audio book. It has proven candidly to be hard for me. Uh, I am not an actor. I'm doing the, you know, the general read. I'm doing voices. I'm doing characters. I'm trying to do, you know, a dramatic reading of the book like you would with a good audiobook. And I am realizing that I am not an actor, even though I am enjoying the challenge. I think we may get to the back end. And I I look, honestly, I don't know how good it's gonna be. It is me. Uh, I think some of it is working out well, but I am a I'm only able to do it in fits and starts. But Here's the real difficulty that happened. Middle of the year, as you may know, I lost my voice completely due to laryngitis. I'd actually never had that before. It was a pretty bad uh, situation with it. And I was in the middle of a road trip with you guys for Utah. So I pushed my voice a lot, which was actually painful. Um, My voice didn't feel normal for multiple weeks afterward. And then I discovered when I went back into the studio to do the book, doing different voices didn't feel good. So I didn't do anything for two or three months after that, just getting to a place where I felt like my voice could actually move around off of my normal timber and do other things. And I reached back to that now, but now it's been so long since I got into it, I'm not remembering, oh, that's right, how did I do that voice and how did I do that voice? So it's taking a little bit of slow ramp up. I'm going to get back to it. I am not a guy that quits things. It will be done sometime next year, but it will have taken much, much longer than I ever intended. So thank you for those of you that are interested. As far as book updates are concerned, I don't know uh, if I will do the, I've thought of two other ideas to follow that one, but I am writing something totally different sci-fi, completely different next. I am working on another novel that hopefully you guys will be interested in. Hopefully it'll you know, get finished and be good. Uh, I'd love to get that finished next year as well. That is in process. I am enjoying it. It couldn't be more different than paper father. So that would actually be the next novel for me. And that's about as far from cars as I can get. Um, let's see what else here. Favorite Christmas movie rain on rooftop on discord. Favorite Christmas movie. Uh, well, you have to say die hard. I mean, die hard is a Christmas movie. That is my favorite followed then by a legit Christmas movie. That is Love Actually. Love Actually gets uh, plenty of hate, plenty of love. Very few people are like, eh, you feel pretty strongly about it. Uh, My wife and I have a tradition of watching Love Actually together, which is really cool. Uh, So that's a lot of years and a lot of watching Love Actually, which is really awesome. So I have to say that one as well. Um, What do I think of the Back to the Future trilogy and which is my favorite I mean, the original is the best because it isn't made with the expectation of having a sequel. Those are my favorite solo movies. We didn't build it to have a sequel. And so that movie is really strong consistently. I mean, there's oddities about it, sure, but that's such a good movie. Uh, The second is a setup for the third, which I feel like when you do that with a second movie, it's never as good as the third will be. Um, The first is definitely the best, but I think it is a surprisingly good trilogy. Austin, uh, my dear friend Paul is sick. That's why he's not here. Uh, We hope he'll come down, but um, yeah. Uh, Dan, is there a way to get a hard copy of Paper Father in Australia? I thought you could order it. I mean, there isn't isn't a hardback book, but the paper uh, version I would think would be available there, but I honestly don't know. Paul Kavanaugh is asking about the use of drones in state parks. We don't use them in state parks. If you've seen stuff like our South Dakota piece where somebody is zooming along in front of the presidents, that's because we use somebody else's stock footage. That's why how that got done. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, Doing my best. Dear friend, Paul is not here and that is tough. Uh, Oh, top 3 dc movies that are not about batman i'm going to come back to that i like that that's good a uh, week long trip to park city in march 6 ski days How to split across the Park City area ski resorts. uh, Do as many as you can is the short answer. Don't forget about Snow Basin. It's up uh, further north of all the ones that are obvious. So definitely go to Snow Basin. It's good. The stuff that comes up the canyon roads from Salt Lake has terrible traffic. So choose your days wisely. If it's a major powder day, you might want to avoid one of those places. Uh, I prefer Deer Valley over Park City. Park City gets crowded. But if you're a border, you can't do Deer Valley. And I totally understand that. Those are kind of the rough uh, headlines on that. Um, there is so much good stuff already. I don't know how long I can handle this. (laughs) It's good stuff. Um, let's see if every movie is a, if every movie is about an idea or concept, not just plot, what is the original ghostbusters about? Hmm. Jared, I like that. I'm going to shoot from the hip here because I haven't really thought about this until reading your question. It is about having a skill set that no one else believes in and using that skill set to save those around you. That's my take. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Chance, buddy, I would have called you to sit in with Paul, but I knew a half hour ago when I got here that he didn't feel well. So there was no way to have you up here in time. Okay. Three Top three DC movies that aren't about Batman and the worst Marvel or DC movie. Um, Best movie show book you've seen or read in the last years that wasn't Paper Father. Thank you for liking Paper Father, man. I do appreciate it. Uh, Let's see. Best DC movies that aren't about Batman. You know what? The original Superman is still very good. Even though it is 70s cheesy, it is still very good. And it is, I mean, it was out front, right? So that's very good. Uh, The second uh, reboot of Superman, Man of Steel with Zack Snyder gets a lot of hate. The first two thirds of that movie is the best Superman movie I've ever seen. The last third I describe as punchy punch and that's never good enough. And so that's really disappointing. But the first two thirds the this relationship with his father, him struggling with who he is, him going off on like a walkabout because he's so frustrated and doesn't know his place in the world. All that's really good. And, and, and honestly the best Superman movie I've seen for the first two thirds and then it becomes, Yeah not as good so that one's up there you know what the latest flash movie got a lot of press as being the best comic book movie ever it's not that good but it is very good and they did the multiverse thing which everybody's overusing they did the multiverse thing better than i thought they would the visual effects still look unfinished and it wasn't as good as the hype which is the problem but it was surprisingly good in spite of ezra miller's oddities um he i mean he's in every scene and he's playing himself twice that's that shows talent for sure Uh, favorite state to drive in. Well, you saw our best road ever piece, uh, Northwestern Wyoming into Montana was way up there, even though, you know what, uh, Park City, our area has great stuff. There's a lot of great stuff around. That's the thing we hope in these road trip movies continue and we can show off as many states as possible. Um, yeah. Why do I think the MCU has tanked in recent years over exposure? is the short answer. Why are you doing TV shows and movies? Why are you doing multiple movies a year? At some point, two thoughts, at some point you actually exhaust the audience. Then there is the secondary point is as soon as people fell off and stopped watching all of them and they were all intertwined, now you feel like you can't go because you missed something. And the last thing is you started with all of the characters that the average person has heard about and now you've blown them out. And now you're into people that it's like, wait, who? And they may be real Marvel characters, but if they aren't kind of known in the general zeitgeist, then you have an uphill battle to even convince somebody to go. So all of those things I think are playing into it. Uh, that's uh, that's my rough take on that. Um, lots of movie questions. Thank you guys. <laughs> You're helping me as best you can. I do appreciate it. Uh, there's a question about Keanu Reeves of all people. Legend is asking, Keanu Reeves movie that isn't The Matrix the best one, and the, Connie, Connie, the worst Keanu Reeves movie that also isn't The Matrix. So you feel strongly about The Matrix series. The best Keanu Reeves movie that isn't The Matrix has got to be Speed. Come on now. Uh, and Sandra Bullock, at her best, it, the two of them have great, great chemistry. The Dennis Hopper is being fantastically nuts. That's a fun movie. You watch it right now, it's still really fun. So I would definitely say Speed. Uh, worst Johnny pneumonic. I'm going to put that out there as, as way up there in the bad category. Uh, Constantine is one. I read the script for when it sold and the script was really, really good. And the movie was only average. I have a soft place in my heart for Constantine, but it isn't a great movie. And the script was phenomenal. Um, (laughs) G shock or swatch watch (laughs) phone. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Let's see. My wife is offering for she and my son to come by and sit in for Paul, which would be riotously funny. Um, Favorite movies to own on 4K Blu-ray? That my list is growing. So what are your favorite movies and what are your movies that you could watch at any point? Because you should own your favorite movies on Blu-ray. I do think that's best. Uh, Game Bear. Favorite trail for mountain biking? We have a lot of great stuff in Park City. Uh, There's... um, Tons of stuff in the Round Valley area. There's one called Mid Mountain that goes along the middle of the mountains in Park City. Phenomenal. Wasatch Crest goes along the top of the mountains. But we just rode Moab. I am just discovering Moab, and Moab is teaching me that I am not a good writer. So uh, there's lots of stuff in Moab to still experienced. Um, Cutler Collin, is a high-quality screen or sound more important for great viewing experience? Can I say both? Both are impressive, but I feel like because it is a visual medium first, you can have okay sound, but you need good visuals. Uh, when you watch a movie on an airplane, the sound is never going to be good. The picture is really small. If you had it as a bigger image, I think you would actually like it more than if you improved the sound quality in that environment. That's my that's my take. Um, <laughs> Todd level watch question. <laughs> Mickey Mouse watch where the arms move to tell the time. Yes or no? I Again, I'm just going to stay with my phone, but that's very, very funny. Um, will I go to a 4K screen at home? I mean, only if I had a bunch of 4K uh, DVDs. The truth is you get 4K streaming feeds, and typically they're not even as good as HD Blu-ray, which is what I typically have. Um, Don, I grew up in Texas. Yes, I did. What was your first skiing experience? My first skiing experience was Snowmass, which is near Aspen, Colorado. I was five. I um, had seen the Olympics in the year or two prior. You see where this is going. Five-year-old me was the smallest kid in my ski class. We were in our second day of ski lessons. The rest of the class moved forward. And I was left behind. And I remember the teacher passing me. She was probably in her 20s, even though she seemed older to me. She was like, good job, Todd. You're almost there. And I'm doing all I can to pull to catch up through the flat spot. When I finally started catching up, I needed to catch everyone. And I had seen people in the Olympics tucked. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm five. I tucked. I headed for the class. I got almost to them. And then I realized I had no idea how to stop from that speed. I promptly fell. One ski hit my other leg. Uh, it broke my leg. I didn't know. Um, I tried to stand up and was encountered with excruciating pain, at which point I started screaming out, teacher, teacher, at the top of my lungs. And the only kid I knew in the ski class heard my voice and they came back and my leg was broken, et cetera. And my mom to this day tells the story of me looking at her deadpan in the hospital and saying, am I going skiing tomorrow? So that was uh, that was the ski story. Tell you a story about Paul. Uh, my friend Paul worked for Autodesk for years and he tells good and bad stories about it, but it was interesting because this week we were in LA and Autodesk, his former employee throws a huge night for designers and, um, they always meet at the hotel Figueroa across the street, which is where Toyota had put us up for the press launch. So last night there was a designers only or Autodesk employees only meeting. And I think to his surprise, but certainly to kind of, kind of warm my heart, but to my surprise, he wandered over to that event and uh, was welcomed with open arms. They were like, Paul, you got to get in here. And he met old friends and old designers and people that he met at Autodesk, many of which he hasn't seen in the better part of a decade. And he was getting hugs from people. He was involved in conversations. He was instantly back in that family. And many of them treated him like a celebrity because of the show. All of that I find fantastic. That's a story he would never tell you, but he was telling me about it because I was asking him how it went and he had a phenomenal time and I appreciate that he is still beloved by his uh, co-workers and many of the designers he worked with while working at Autodesk. Uh, It was just cool to hear that because, uh, yeah, he just went to see if he could get in and uh, they were thrilled he was there, which is really, really awesome. Uh, favorite video game from my wife. Well, my wife sees me play video games with my son. So, uh, she's teeing this up for me. Um, you know what? I actually really like playing Fortnite with my son. That's really fun. Uh, we've had a lot of other good video games. Of course, I love playing Gran Turismo or anything. It's a really good SIM with a wheel. So that is uh low hanging fruit for me at all times uh doom got me into video games back in the 90s i know that is terrifying on the university computers i got into doom i still like shooter games why not um let's see i'm flying guys doing what i can i may wrap this up fairly soon but uh you guys are awesome with questions What is my wheel and car color combo? It just needs to be bright. And I am a guy that likes silver wheels. I don't like chrome wheels. I like silver wheels. I like reds, blues. Obviously, I have a yellow Elise. Uh, I think cars have a color that looks best on them. The new Supra looks best in yellow, but looks good in other colors. But lots of cars, even sports cars, don't look good in yellow. So I can't put on everything. So I don't have a a set. Paul has two. He has maroon and gold wheels and blue and gold wheels. You've seen a lot of both and there's more to come. And uh, there was a green with gold wheels Bronco at the LA Auto Show and he just stopped and stared. So it's definitely a thing. Um. What I remember most fondly about growing up in the UK, from age three and a half to age ten, I lived in England. I lived in Surrey, actually not that far from where they ended up shooting Top Gear. And I used to jump on my BMX bike. This is the height of the ET BMX bike era. And I mean, we had no phones. It wasn't like my parents could track me. It was I'd li- literally leave a note on the kitchen table. I was seven or eight, and I would jump on my uh, BMX bike and go riding through the muddy trails and wind up in a forest where guys had built dirt ramps and I would just go and do and launch myself and come home later dirty. I, that was so cool. Really, really fun. Um, I have no idea if Paul is upstairs listening. I think Paul is upstairs dealing with the fact he is quite sick and it was awful to get here and find him fading, honestly. Um, so yeah, let's see. Do I have a, a video game I play against Paul? Paul's not much of a gamer. You kind of got to talk him into it. Um, there was a game I played forever ago called Time Splitters that we played together, and that was very funny. Um, let's see. Do I have a movie where I hated its sequels, but have grown to appreciate them with time? I think that the Matrix sequels are underappreciated. They aren't as good as the first one, but I think they are better than people remember them to be. And the car chase sequence in the second one is one of the best car chase sequences in movies, full stop. Um, (laughs) I am 43 with a self-assessed mental age of 15, says Anthony. What is mine? You know, I was old before my time. So I, you know, in some ways I am 10 and in other ways I am about 40 and it just depends on the topic. So yeah, time splitters. All right. Good. Somebody else recognizes that game that has been around. That, that's that been a while. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I am running back and forth. Hmm. If I came home, this is good, If I from Mandy, if I came home to a note from my son in a similar fashion to when I left notes from my parents and his phone was left, how panicked would we be? See, this is the interesting thing about the modern time. We can track his phone. And I was just gone for the afternoon. I mean, granted, I didn't have a helmet either. I mean, this is how far things have changed. There were no car seats. We had no helmets. I was gone for half the day. Uh, My parents... I don't know that they were fine with it, but they tolerated it. So I yeah, we would not um, we would not like that, uh, even though my son is quite responsible. Derek is asking if the Christmas music has started at home yet. Derek, damn you. Um, sorry. Uh, it will probably start this weekend just post Thanksgiving and I will grind my teeth a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm jumping backwards here. There's some I skipped. There is so much going on here. Um let's see. I think chance had a question. I'm gonna re re refind it here that was about new line, but I will have to figure that out if I can find it again. Hmm. I am sorry that Paul is not here to help me manage this because uh his banter has never been more missed than right now. Top three national parks to visit from Mike Gall. I have not visited them all, but you need to do Glacier. You need to do Yosemite, even though Yosemite is getting harder and harder to visit. You need to do both of those. They are jaw-droppingly epic, so I highly recommend both of those. Uh, Zion is cool, but it's like the desert version of Yosemite. Um trying to think where else I would put at the real top, but those are the ones that first strike me. Uh, Arches is totally unique and utterly drivable. So that's interesting. Yellowstone is bizarre, but you will spend a lot of time in the car. You will see weird things, but you spend so much time in the car. It's a really big park. So that makes it very interesting. Um, money, no object. What's my dream bike, Richard? Uh, my dream mountain bike is about 10 or 12 grand. Then I would just get one of the super light. There's so many brands that I can't afford. Uh, Pivot is one, uh, the high-end, um, uh, Santa Cruz is really expensive. There's another one I can't remember right now, but it's like everything is seven grand and up. Yeah, there's a lot of really good ones. Let's see. Um, if I went back to editing for Hollywood, is there a certain studio or group you'd want to work for? Mm, that is hard because I have been spoiled at this point by telling our own stories, and that has its own pacing. And I really, really love that. Um, wow i mean disney is killing it disney has an incredibly broad range of product when you think about pixar traditional animated stuff uh you know the the normal disney output marvel and star wars i mean you're going to get the most breadth if you work there i think but everybody in town wants to work there let's see um Best Thanksgiving side dish. I'm going out there right now and saying I don't like turkey and I don't understand the purpose of stuffing. I know there will be rage typing now. Um, So I'm a child. I'd like mac and cheese. Or you know what? There's a lot of really good potato dishes out there. So there's that what's random. nearsighted far-sighted, stigmatism bifocals are you asking me what my problem is with my old eyes it's looking at too many computer screens i am fine at a distance but in order to see computer screens clearly i need to um i need to wear the glasses now so that's just the reality rage typing that's good um I have never been on the upper deck of a 747. Uh, When we were flying back and forth when I was a kid, we were on 747s a lot. We were always at the extreme back end of coach. There was one year my mom flew back. I mean, she's such a champion. She flew back to the UK by herself because my dad stayed for work. And uh, this is on my mind because my poor friend Paul is sick. Uh, A little ways into the flight, my sister, we're sitting in the middle, of course, too. Middle way through the flight, my sister gets sick and throws up. I see this and it makes me sick and I throw up. My mom is sitting between two sick kids in the middle of the back of the plane in the 747 and the guy at the aisle said, should I get the stewardess for you? And I think she wanted to tear his head off because it was so obvious. But I know, knowing my mom, she was probably like, yes, please. I'm not sure how she got through that flight, but it happened. Um, How much more could I earn now if I went back to editing? You know what? I... um, because of the creative guy that I am, I've always been underpaid my entire adult career because I've always kind of fought for what was the job that I wanted. If I were a full-on editor, you can make a good living, but the hours uh, are atrocious when you're on a project, and that is the trade-off um have we ever been to alaska game bear would we ever think about doing a road trip up there like the gears and gasoline guys those guys do really good road trips uh, i'm really proud of our road trips i'd put them with pretty much anybody's because i think they've they played really well and thank you guys for your response on those we have more coming i really really want to do the alcan highway paul uh has lived there um well his family has lived there so he's been up there a lot he feels um Mixed about the Alcan Highway. He asked his family to talk me out of it recently, and they all talked me into it, which I think he was a little frustrated by. I would still love to do the Alcan Highway and do a really cool piece on that. I am crazy enough to want to do the Alcan Highway in the winter in a sports car. I will probably get talked out of that. I also would like to do, I forget the road right now off the top of my head, but there's the road that goes up to the Arctic Circle. Would love to do that. The problem is, half of that is dirt. So if we were going to do a sports car, it had to be something I didn't care deeply about or lift it, which, you know, now we're building that. Um, Let's see. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Country I haven't been to that I would love to go to. Uh, There's a lot of Europe I haven't seen that I would really like to see. Um, I would. I do want to do Australia and New Zealand. Of course, they're near nothing, and it's a long flight, but we have friends there. So at some point, we'll hopefully go over there. Um, I would love to do that. Um, I am fascinated by uh, some of the places in Africa, though I don't know that I'll ever visit them. South Africa intrigues me just because it feels like the bottom of the world trying to be Western with a very mixed history. I mean, we all know that. Um, but um, yeah, there's a lot going on there. Overland Prius to the Arctic Circle Road. You know what? How long will Toyota let us keep the Prius? Toyota corporate is laughing about our Prius videos. So I appreciate that that's going on. Um, let's see. So much happening here, guys. I may not be on much longer, but thank you for uh, for jumping on here. Um, Color Colin, this is a good one. Are live streams more daunting than podcasts and videos because of the live nature, or do we find it easier? Hmm. You know what? I, I don't mind it. I mean, we're talking to you guys. That's something that we do. There's a lot more setup and we have to kind of stick to a specific time. And our podcasts, when we record them audio wise, are much more loose as far as we meant to start 30 minutes ago and now we started. And they also have a little bit of editing behind them so we can defend ourselves. We, we don't have to be quite as careful. Um, so all of that is helpful actually. So I, I think the normal podcasts are easier than the live streams. I wouldn't want to do a live stream every time because it has those kind of rigid realities about it and it's harder to to catch something if you will. Um, so that's good. The, let's be honest, the videos take the most effort. They take a ton of time. So that's hard. Um, have both Paul and I been sick on a shoot? We have not, but either one of us has been quite sick mid shoot and powered through. Uh, that's always really hard because you know that the cars are there and we only have them for a limited amount of time and money has been spent for us to get there. And so we fight our way through. Um, let's see, uh, Nathan is asking a hint of what the next book is about. Sure. It's a, it's a sci-fi story, um, about a character who is kind of a hermit. I'm building a whole sci-fi world if you want to think about it. So imagine lots of planets, a huge expanse of planets. You have a central planet, kind of like Coruscant in the star Wars movies. And this character is now retired, used to work for the central planet. He is the rare human that was essentially galactic law enforcement and he has retired and he wants to be away from everything. And he got permission in retirement to retire on this like outer rim planet. That is a little forest planet. And he's the only person on it. And he's thrilled by that. The only, because it's kind of outer rim kind of stuff, the only requirement he was given to be allowed to retire there is if anything happens, he needs to kind of phone the home office, but he's retired. He has a reputation, both good and bad, and he's glad to be alone. And that's where we start. And over time, he suddenly is interrupted pretty early in the novel by a, um, (laughs) by a capsule, a safety capsule, essentially that got ejected from somebody's luxury starship. Well, the luxury starship is owned. He happens to know by, Uh, really one of the most intelligent, controlling, and violent races in the galaxy. So that's concerning. And the person in it is a human woman from a cult group he always hated. So now he has a known problem because the minute that he kind of sends up a flare, if you will, and lets the home office know that she's here in this stolen craft, those folks are going to attack and people from the home office are going to come looking. So he is about to have all of the stuff he's avoided come back at him. And it's called the last stand. So I'm in process and I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it very much and it is utterly opposite this and utterly opposite everything we do. And these are the things that I enjoy. So, um, let's see. Best cure for a sick voice. I suck on the Hall's uh, little lozenges. I hate that word, but that's what they are. Uh, those have been really helpful to me over time. In fact, like I need one right now as I'm bombing my way through this, but that's okay. Um, so that's what I do for that. Boondock St. Ryan. Will my son be given his first car? Do we believe it's important to teach him responsibility by saving up for one? <clears throat> my son is watching. He's going to have to help. He's going to have to help. It's not just going to be, here's a car, here's your insurance. He's going to have to help. There will be a lot of discussion about that. And that is an unknown reality right now. But every time that, uh, (laughs) every time he hits a birthday, he's a year away from having a permit. He's like, what are we getting for my first car? He's been asking that since he was 10. He's now almost 14. So, um, yeah, that will be interesting to see how that unfolds. Let's see. Um, Wow. I am reading as fast as I can, guys. Uh, Thanks for being here. I know this is a very odd live, and I am desperately missing my friend Paul, who steps in and handles so many of these. You know what? Here's a great one. Trogdor 147. Anything I've learned about myself as a result of these road trips, anything I've learned about how to do a road trip. We mentioned this, it's car adjacent, but it's it's one of our favorite things. We've mentioned this actually on the road trips. I hated road trips growing up. I really hated them. That was the worst possible family idea was going on a road trip. And I love them now. And it's, yes, I'm doing the driving. Yes, I'm listening to audiobook to pass the time. But um, I enjoy the decompression from seeing the same things you do every day. I enjoy the brain activity of seeing something you've never seen before and may not have even heard of. Okay. Maybe you looked it up online because we do that for some of these stops. Maybe you looked it up online, but now you're standing there looking at the ball of yarn or the, you know, whatever it is, the the random (laughs) extra car hinge there in Nebraska. Why am I at car hinge Nebraska? Because we're doing these road trips and I'm standing there going, this exists. And it's amazing how that kind of broadens your awareness to think about, The person that lives right there that built Car Hinge or, you know, these people that travel through here and have never been where I live. I find that really broadening and I've enjoyed that a lot. Um, As far as how to do a road trip, I think the best way to do a road trip is to have a swath of time and not have firm deadlines. Ideally, if you can, not even have definite places to stay so that you can really have it be elastic. That's very hard to do. We are blessed to do that on our road trips, but it's extremely hard to do it that way. But doing it that way has been very freeing for us because we can take little side roads or try something out or be like, you know what? I'm ready to stop. So that's very nice. (laughs) Paul is actually busy fitting 33s to the Prius. (laughs) <laughs> he he's not uh and again toyota's laughing at what we've done so far um but anyway yeah let's see uh What are some, what are some roads and places we'd like to visit abroad in every continent that we haven't been to before? I would love to do, honestly, I would love to do a series on best roads throughout the entire U S and then I'd love to do a series on best roads throughout the world. I would love, that's my dream project, the amount of money it would take and the huge sponsors have to come alongside. And the problem is truthfully go to the best road trip as far as numbers you've seen on YouTube, those numbers are still probably less than that channel's most successful videos. For whatever reason, people don't watch road trips as much as they do straight up car comparisons. It's very true for us. Uh, Just candid answers here. We don't have high expectations for our road trips. We need them to get about 150,000 views. They don't always get that, and that's really a bummer because you guys seem to really like them, and we love making them, but we also know that our comparisons are going to make two or three times the views of our road trips, and that's most people that do road trips. So doing a monster road trip like that is uh, is really weird. Um, yeah. Would love to do every, every continent. God, that'd be cool. Anyway, jumping back around. Uh, related road trip question from Rick. If we're not filming something, am I a podcast person or a music person? If music, what's on the playlist? I like all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, my son now likes all kinds of stuff, which I find really funny. Everything from country to rage against the machine. And, Cause I have so much rage as a middle-aged white guy. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there um, that I really enjoy. And it's fun to see him enjoy a lot of range of stuff um but i actually rarely listen to music on road trips i often listen to i listen to a few podcasts but generally i will find an audiobook that is the approximate length of what i think i'm going to have time for and i'll dive into the audiobook and that just en- i enjoy that because i enjoy the storytelling of it in an audio way as i'm doing here uh but i also find this is just the way my brain works invariably listening to other people's books sparks completely divergent books of my own or stories that i want to tell that aren't actually Related to this story, but something, some little moment in a scene, I'm like, you know what, it would make a really good story. And then my brain is off. I'll turn off the audiobook. My brain is off running, building that. Um, okay. <laughs> my wife <laughs> is awesome with three questions favorite Western, unforgiven. Uh, favorite food, uh, barbecue. And average airspeed velocity of a laden swallow, African or European, my dear. When's the last time I had short hair when I was in ROTC in college? Uh, I was in ROTC my freshman year of college. I learned many things about myself, including that I probably should not wind up in the military. And once they told me there was almost no chance I was going to fly a fighter, it was like, I'm out. I need to make films and tell stories. And uh, I literally went from the buzz cut to long hair by not cutting my hair for 18 months. And most of that looked really awkward because there was nothing, I was, wasn't was getting it cut at all because my thinking was, well, if you're going to have long hair, you just don't get it cut. Uh, yeah. So it's been a long, long, long time. And my wife likes long hair. So she wins. Um, okay. In action movies, when you see blood spatter or water hit the lens and it's not edited out... Is it a miss to cut it out or is it intentional? That is 100% intended. Well, let me put two things together. Depending on the filmmaker, some filmmakers really don't like that and they're going to do another take to make sure the lens is clean. A lot of filmmakers feel like the the raw, the Veritas, if you will, the son of a Veritas, I feel of that. They like and they will leave it in. A lot of times the guys that will leave it in are also the guys that are moving the camera a lot and doing a bunch of cuts. And so it's such a fast spray that they'll leave it and they'll move on and you feel like you're involved I don't know. It depends on what you like. Um, favorite parody movie. Come on now. I mean, Monty Python, Holy Grail has already been mentioned. I have to stay there. Um, there it is. Chance. Thank you. Favorite memory or experience while working at New Line? All of, the New Line um, all of the New Line stuff has really shaped me. All of the Lord of the Rings films were really formative. And I cannot believe I got to do the stuff I did on those films. I will tell you one story that I don't think I've told before that I I don't know that I'm, I like this story, but it does make me laugh. When Return of the King premiered in London, I was tasked to work the premiere. Uh, I got there early. I, I flew over, I was jet lagged, but I went and did the run through and it was all running. It's Lesher Square for those of you from the UK. That was where they premiered it. They premiered a lot of big things there. I went away for the afternoon. I came back that evening about an hour before real people were going to start showing up. And the the whole square was filled with people. It was just shoulder to shoulder. So I had to go down and show ID and get down to the end of the big walkway where all of the limos were going to come with all of the actual stars. Well, I looked like this and I actually had a goatee at the time. So I turned the corner at the end of the alleyway and start walking up the alleyway in my suit carrying my uh, my you know my long coat and i look like i look and i got about halfway up and i don't remember who said something but they were convinced that i was from the movie and then now everybody starts cheering and i'm sitting here thinking if only you knew how little i matter to this process and there were these cheers and people were asking for qu- questions and this kind of thing and i thought i am irrelevant but it makes me laugh that I happen to look like this and, uh, and I'm not in the movie. And then of course, like, you know, Viggo Mortensen shows up who didn't look like Aragorn, Aragorn at, at all anymore. So, uh, very funny. And I just had to laugh at that moment because, um, I am not the people you came to see. Um, right. Thoughts on the Toyota Signia. Uh, thank God it looks better than the Crown. The Crown sedan is ugly and useless. Sorry, I have no thoughts. Uh, that's car related. But anyway, uh, favorite of the tar- Star Trek series. Let's see. Um, I uh, I actually really liked The Next Generation with Picard. I really, really liked that. I was a geek for that in its time. Um, the Hobbit movies should never have been three movies. You took... Th- Three books, you made three movies. You took one book, you made three movies. That was the wrong way to go. I actually want to rewatch. Okay, everybody sit down. Everyone sit down because this bothers me and it may bother you too. I need to re-watch Lord of the Rings movies next month because next month, big breath, is the 20th anniversary of the release of Return of the King. So I'm going to sit down and watch all three and I am excited about it, but I'm also shocked that it was that long ago. Um, movies are getting longer because people are enjoying the long storytelling of, uh, series. And so movies are trying to tell that level of story and they're getting longer and longer. Uh, what do you prefer? I actually like the self-contained reality of a movie. I kind of think if you can't do it in about two and a half hours, you probably should cut it up, but, uh, good stuff still, I mean, long stuff can still be fun uh how do i decompress after these live streams i just go home and have something to eat and i'll be fine it's going to be all good Hmm. what do i think of the extended lore for star trek and star wars like the books comic books games etc diminishing returns some of it's really good a lot of it's not good but you're capitalizing on a fan base and so they do a lot of it and um Yeah, Do I like the Harry Potter movies? I do like the Harry Potter movies. I wasn't a person that read the books. My wife read the books, and she loves the movies, but she's constantly saying, and it's totally understandable, oh, this was better in the book. And of course it was, because this is the reality of a novel. Um, Favorite James Bond actor, not my favorite movies, but favorite actor, Pierce Brosnan, hands down. He completely nailed the look, looking like he does, the humor, which Roger Moore also did, uh, and yet he still was good in fight scenes. I don't think anybody else has done all three of those scenarios as good as he did. Unfortunately, I think he's in some of the worst movies, but man, I thought he was awesome. Mm. I will watch the long cut of the Lord of the Rings movies. Thank you for that question, McNeil. Uh Let's see. Favorite, oh, favorite James Bond actor I covered. Thoughts on Ready Player One? superb book, solid movie. Uh, I I really was amazed that Spielberg did that. He was the perfect person to do it. I think the the movie is solid. I think the movie is better if you haven't read the book uh, because the book is so geeky detailed. Frankly, a little too geeky detailed, but it's one of the things that makes it awesome uh, that the book is is stronger. Uh, (laughs) I may close it down here, guys. I went longer than I thought I would, but um, I uh, I'm enjoying this. Uh, You know what? Cutler Collins biggest pet peeve with movies and TV shows. It's happening less common now, but there was a trend in the early two thousands that when we ran out of good storytelling, somebody's going to get T boned by another car and they're not going to see it coming. And Oh my gosh, drama that got so overused. Thankfully it's gone away now. Um, I also don't need you to make a movie that was intended to have a sequel, make a really good original first story. Free Guy is a great example. Free Guy is a fantastic original idea, and it has an actual ending. Now, they're doing a sequel. Of course, they are. When a movie makes that much money, somebody's going to ask for a sequel. But it was just written to be that. And I've met many filmmakers over the years who have made bad first movies because we're going to solve that in the sequel. No, you're not. Make a good movie the first time. Tell a good story. I feel like uh, Matrix is a great example. Back to the Future is a great example. We've talked about great examples. When you make a really good first movie, if you are a good enough storyteller, you can find the avenue to tell a second. When I wrote this book, I wasn't planning a second. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not saying that because I'm some amazing storyteller, but I just sat down to write this book. Many of you asked for sequels and I've thought of them since, but I didn't think about them at the time. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Shane, I'll catch you up, buddy. What did I do with Paul? Paul is represented by a jacket because I got here and my dear friend Paul was getting sicker by the minute and he is upstairs now and I feel very bad for him. Um, I am probably going to call it. Uh, Thank you guys for saying you're sending your best to Paul. I am apologizing that he's not here, but I'm here trying to do my best on 850. Again, this is an all question podcast reminder that we do podcasts. uh, We record Mondays and Thursdays for Tuesday and Friday releases. Uh, We will keep doing two a week uh, through the end of the year. We are going to take about a 10 day break. Uh, at Christmas time, and we probably will take a break next week for Thanksgiving. So keep those things in mind. We love your questions. Uh, we typically take questions on social media. We take your car debates or your topic Tuesdays. We much prefer those on email, TV at gmail. Again, those podcasts are happening audio only. Uh, I will mention this rant. I feel like a lot of times when podcasts are always live streamed, people forget that there are people only listening. So, uh, they start to be about, well, look at this picture for five minutes and you can't see the picture cause you're driving in your car. So we are an audio based podcast. We will stay that way uh, for the foresee- foreseeable future. However, every 25, we do these, we do these live ones. So that will continue. Um, yeah, uh, you guys are awesome. We I, look, I, I say this, I'm going to say it again. We cannot thank you enough for your support. Uh, I would appreciate it if you would watch our videos because that first 24, 48 hours, that sets the trajectory for everything we release. Thank you for the love you've given to our road trips because we love doing them. We want to do more, but it's hard for those. There's a bad return on investment. We just appreciate the return from the audience, if that makes sense. So we want to keep doing those. Uh, We have an ongoing fight for sponsors, but that's the reality of what we do and the reality is the only reason we have sponsors do a podcast create videos is because you guys actually enjoy them without you guys we've got nothing so thank you for uh for being here for us uh for worrying about paul cuz i'm worried about paul uh but you guys are great and uh it's cool to hang out with you even though it's solo um this is much more tiring when it's just me um but uh, thanks for the movie questions to help me along and i hope everybody has a, a has a great night And this will follow in audio form uh, when Paul has a chance to edit it. And uh, we'll be back next week uh, with more podcasts. Thank you guys and uh, have a great evening.